You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Uh-oh. Did something happen? Something happened, but I can hear you now. Um, anyway, I agree, Ryan. What a great game by the Stars. 6-3 uh, to three pretty much did the exact reverse of what happened to the Stars last game um, with six unanswered goals after being down by a a couple we'll say that to make it match the other game um and just really a great response overall i feel like the stars played even a better game than the score kind of showed i mean we shouldn't have been behind in this game it didn't feel like uh razor put it put it best after that last goal by the rangers at the end of the third all their goals were like fluky lucky weird crazy stuff that happened three of the weirdest goals we've seen all season and they all came in one night for the rangers so and the stars really piled on the offense finally in the third period. And it took a long time and Shesterkin makes some great stops early on and the stars squandered a lot of chances, but we finally found our way there and we got all the goals and it was great. I loved it. Sorry. Am I actually back now? Yeah, you are. I can see you. Golly. I'm not even, okay. Just, Technical difficulties on my part. I'm not even in West Texas right now. This is, it, it's just me. I, I'm just, just bad at computers. To, yeah. To, to fail. Yeah. So, okay. Anyways, what I missed, Chris, what did you say? Uh, I was just talking about how good the game was. Pretty much general overview, you know? Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and give my, my initial thoughts since, uh, you know, you had to start the show without me. I'm sorry, Chris. Wow, was this like a complete flip of the script with this uh, game tonight compared to, to uh, last game. We blow a three-goal lead, lose 6-3 to three to the Colorado Avalanche, and then uh, the Rangers blow a two-goal lead tonight and lose. In all reality, it was a 4-2 game, but it, on the score sheet, it shows 6-3, to three, which might be just recompense since we lost 6-3 to three on uh, Saturday night. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. That was just all I felt like. But... Uh, what's something that you noticed tonight, Chris, that was much, much better compared to the game against Colorado? Uh, I mean, the offensive pressure overall, just the response from the team after being down by two goals when it really didn't feel like we should be. Um, and then more the mental fortitude to keep on, keep the pressure up on offense. We had all those great chances in the second period. None of them were going in. It, it didn't feel like the stars got frustrated. They just kept at it. They just kept doing it. And this, they finally came the third period. I think that's my biggest thing tonight. And this is something that uh, actually dad over in chat, we talked about. It felt more like a complete 60 minute game, right? Like compared to the Colorado game, they played a great first period. Absolutely great first period. Now today, I don't think the first period was as good at, as the Colorado first period. But the Stars got better as the game went on, which is exactly what you want out of your team, and it looked more like a complete 60-minute game. Not 100%, but I'd probably put like 85 
you agree? Yeah, the, the first period still wasn't great, back to kind of normal stars. But it's also, you got to give credit to the Rangers there too. I mean, that's exactly what you want to do as a road team. Come in, put up a lot of shots. They got one to go in, which is kind of the cherry on top for their first period. They played a really good first period. They're a great team that played a good first period. You got to give it up to them. Um, but yeah, the Stars got to find a way to play a good first period and then play a good second and third. And for some reason, we can't put those two together this year. The the one thing that I thought was different, if since we're comparing the Colorado game and this game, um, the the Stars looked the Stars' three goals were much much better than the Rangers' two goals that they had. So the the Rangers, the, I honestly thought their first two goals when it was two nothing, I thought they were both flukes. The Stars' first three goals in the game against Colorado was definitely not flukes. All three of them were beautiful goals. So that was, it, since we're kind of comparing and contrasting the, the two games tonight. So I, I'm not sure what the deal is uh, with this team, but it maybe they're starting to get more consistent and maybe they can build off of this game and say, hey, look, uh, we can build some cons- consistency off of, e- even if the, the game doesn't go in our favor, even though we were down two to nothing at one point, we can still build off the fact that we can play a full 60 minute game. Uh, I don't know if I'd go with consistency yet. Cause you still, I mean, all of our goals came in a bunch at, at the end of the second beginning of the third. So I'm not, I'm not buying the consistency argument yet. I'm still saying that's a problem on the table, but the not getting Fair. frustrated when you should be rewarded is the thing that I key on more. I mean, the second period, they, they should have been winning that way before they did. And they get that goal by Kako, the fluky garbage goal to go in after they were playing so great. And it's not, oh, crap, we got to go slam our stick into the wall and garbage like that. I was like, all right, no, let's go. Let's keep doing what we're doing. We're going to score. And then a minute later, we get the great goal from Hints Ben. Yes, and that's funny that you mentioned that because that was going to be my very next talking point. So the the biggest storyline going into this game was obviously the flip between Ben and Robo. So it appears that Ben can pretty much do fine wherever he's placed. He's he's not the same uh, go-getter like he was back when he won the Art Ross, uh, and he's not going to be like the guy anymore. But he's kind of like Pavelski. Pavelski, like if you put him with good players, he's going to produce. Now, the the bad thing about that is Robo seemed to be almost invisible tonight, which it, it, it sucks to kind of talk negatively about this game and how well everything went. But it's crazy that a game of this magnitude and how well they played and Robertson was, I mean, not really a factor in tonight's game. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely... Definitely weird. It's an interesting decision to move him first of all. And I, I it kind of works. Like you said, the first line looked good. They looked good with Ben up there. They were dangerous all game long. Obviously, they get the two goals. But then it, it almost feels like you can't put Robertson down a line. And it, it didn't just hurt Robertson. It hurt uh, the Donov and it hurt Johnston as well, I feel like. So that's it, definitely a a weird spot right now for the Stars. Well, either way you look at it, it's it's a robo problem, right? Because the 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 other thing that, and it's kind of hard to 
to kind of get on Robertson, right? Because he's still top three on the team in scoring. Like, even though he's been very quiet for the most part for, for Robo, he's still putting up points and he's still taking care of business for the most part. But he is, the, the, and this is something that dad kind of pushed me on a little bit. He's like, this is not the same Robertson that we saw last season. Like, we, we did not expect him to come out and be the same Robertson that he was last season and go on a ridiculous point streak and score like 20 goals in 23 games or something, whatever he did last season. I forgot the exact stat. But he is not playing up to Robertson's standards. When you look at the end of the season and the way that it ended, Robertson was 30 points higher than any other person on our team. It was Robertson with over 100, and then it was Pavelski and Hintz with like 78 and 77. He's not playing up to his standard, but it's not bad. Does that, does that make sense? That is fair. I'm going to play the other side of that argument. He is still in our top three. He is still top in time on ice among forwards by a wide margin. And if you look at where he's at on our team, as far as points and points per game, his shooting percentage is more than 5% lower than everybody around him. So he's obviously not getting the same kind of luck he was getting last game either. And you could also argue he's not getting the correct kind of shots. He's not taking better shots. Um, And yeah, exactly. Good call by Brooke and Michael Hall there. His shooting is down as well. And his shooting percentage is still low. So he's still a very good hockey player. He's obviously not to the caliber he was at last season. That's an obviously correct statement. But that doesn't mean that he's not a first line left winger. I mean, he, he still is for sure. And he's still w- probably the second best forward on our team overall. Not right now because Duchesne is playing so hot and other players are playing really good right now, but you don't, you don't abandon it very, that quickly it is, is kind of what I'm getting at. Just he, he's still our guy. And I think he will get to that point. He's just in a longer slump and he's in the first extended slump he's had of his career. Really? And if this is a slump, <laughs> yeah, he's and we're calling this a, a slump. game. He's got what, sixteen points, fifteen points, fifteen points. He's a fifteen point points at game seventeen games. Still. Yeah, so he's fine. He'll he'll figure it out. Yes, exactly. And his shooting percentage is so low, it will not stay that low. It, it's gonna come up. Whether that's his shooting, whether that's him taking more shots, it's it's gonna fix itself. And is that really the fix for him? <laughs> I know. Excuse me, I'm still fighting a cold. Um, I, I know that he's passing the, the puck a lot more and he's getting a lot more assists, but is that really his fix? He just needs to shoot the puck more. Yes. Yeah, I, I really think that's all he has to do is just, dude, shoot it. You got an amazing shot. And maybe that was the focus from coaching staff for him was to see what he can do passing the puck more. I mean, we don't really know behind the scenes either, so... But, but I, I tend to agree. To get it back to his form, I think he just needs to shoot the puck more. Okay, let, let's talk about the, the positive flip on this with Ben up with the top line. All three of those guys looked really good tonight. They all three get a goal tonight. They all get rewarded. And, you know, Ben has looked really good the last three games. He's been very noticeable to me. He's been getting a bunch of chances. He just hasn't been finishing as as much. And maybe that's why they also decided to move him and Robo, because they've noticed Ben has been getting more chances lately. He just 
I mean, when you get when you play with better players, you're going to get better chances and you're more likely to score. That's just the nature of the beast. So all three of those guys kind of led the way tonight, and they're one of the big reasons why the Stars win the game. And adding some size and muscle on that top line just, I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, you got the the kind of thinky guy with Pavelski knowing the right place to be, the speedster with rope with rope, and then Ben who can throw his weight around all over the place. I mean, it, it just it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And <laughs> it worked. You know, it absolutely worked tonight. And as soon as that three on one happened, when Ben scored his goal, I'm, and it was, I think it was two nothing at that point, right? It was right after they had gotten their second yep. fluky goal. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is it right here. I, I called it. I was like, they have to score right here, period. And they did. And it was just a tic-tac-toe play between all three guys. And, you know, I got to give uh, Chesterkin credit on that play. He gave it his all. <laughs> but th- there was no denying Jamie Benn on that goal. There's just a great, beautiful goal there by Jamie Benn, and who has played excellent. Yeah, so, pretty finish as well. And one of the other things they talked about, uh, is especially Razor talked about, is we need to see more consistent offense on this team from multiple lines. We, we've seen it pretty good from the fourth line a little bit and getting them asked what they need to do. Basically, they just crashed the net. The, uh, the set, and they showed the stats for it. Like the last, uh, it was I think it was like the last five games or last three games or something. Uh, that second line has scored eight goals. And then the other... I think there was like three other goals that the other three lines had scored and then two defensemen had scored. So not very good. And uh, so I, I, at first when I heard they were switching those two guys, I was like, really? Wow, that's kind of bold. And then I, and I kind of thought about it for a second. I was just like, you know, that does kind of make a lot of sense. Um, Johnston doesn't really need Jamie anymore, I don't think. I mean, I think it helps him. But Johnson has been really good this year, with or without Ben on his yeah. line. Because a lot of the stuff he's been doing, Johnston, has been on the power play. And he and he's looked excellent when he's been by himself on that second unit. Tonight might argue the opposite of that, though, because the Johnson Dodonov Robertson line didn't look great. I mean I didn't it, think they looked all that bad. I mean, you Robo got zero shots, Johnston was the only guy who did decent got three and Dodonov got one. They finished as a minus one of the night. Johnson got a penalty, got a penalty and Dodonov got a penalty. So I didn't think they did very good. I think if you, if you're going to pick a worse line, you obviously pick them. Yes. The fourth line looked pretty good tonight. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Ryan here. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. For some of the money line odds for the games tomorrow on the 15th, the Flyers and the Hurricanes, the Flyers have a plus 210, the Hurricanes have a minus 258. You can also take a look at the Kraken and the Oilers, two of the bottom feeders of the Pacific. The Kraken had a plus 154, the Edmonton Oilers at a minus 185. And then you've got also the high-flying Canucks against the Islanders. The Canucks are at a minus 155, and the Islanders are at a plus 130. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now? Before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total, complete nightmare. Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before a couple of months ago, but Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features, like a 32-hour battery life. That's crazy. In a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they've expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 1-800 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So, beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that this Rangers team is a good team. Like, we, we, we have been struggling against the better teams in the NHL. Against the mid-pack teams, against the bottom teams, we've taken care of business. We've not really relinquished any uh any threat to to them we haven't really been threatened by them but we've we had problems with Colorado we've had problems with Vegas and those are the two teams that I can think of that we've played and then we played absolutely excellent against the Rangers tonight who are the well the second best team in the NHL second best in the Eastern Conference behind those Boston Bruins who for yeah. no idea why they're still good but so this is the, that's a big point in this game. Is the Stars didn't just beat a team; they beat a really good team, and beat a really hot team. I mean, the the eleven game point streak that's not something to scoff at. Players care about that, and they try to extend those as much as possible. You can tell when they pull the goalie when they were down by two goals. Still, they they wanted to extend that for sure. So 
and you had to have a response after the last game. I tweeted out before the game, you have to you have to respond to getting six unanswered goals against you at home in a game you should have won. That's what I sent out. And I, I think they did. After the first period, give credit to the Rangers. Good road first period by them with the cherry on top. But after that, the Stars responded very well. They very much did. They very much did. Um, another thing that's kind of fun to talk about, uh, Panarin coming into this game had a 15-game point streak to start the season. That's broken tonight. That is no more. So it looks like Nylander is going to continue his uh, league-leading point-getting games, whatever it's called, uh, nice. to to continue the season. But um, that's a fun stat to throw out there and say, hey, we're, we're the streak slayers again. Yeah. Not not only didn't get a point, it was a minus three on the night. Oh, dang. That top <laughs> With 20 line. minutes time on ice. That's bad. Crazy. That's really bad. So, okay. Uh, defense. Let's talk about the defense tonight. I, I thought, and not just the defensemen, but like overall. The first period, I did not like how the Stars were getting out of their own zone. They, they were okay, but it wasn't great, right? It, they were kind of just kind of getting it out, not really, they weren't very clean with it. And then the second period, oh my goodness, I, I was so happy. It was so much better. The breakouts were better, and forwards were actually coming back to kind of help out the defense to get the puck out of the zone. Yeah. And like I've been saying, broken record. The Rangers are a good team. They did exactly what you want to do on the road. Impose your will, get a strong forecheck, make the team make mistakes. That's exactly what they did. You got to give them credit. And you got to give the Stars credit for responding to it. They go into the room, they figure it out, and they, like you said, the second period, look a ton better. So just good by both teams, I think. One of the things they talked about in the broadcast tonight was the fact that the Stars heavily relied on their top four tonight. I don't think that's anything against uh, Hanley and Lundqvist because I thought they've played okay. I I'd be curious to see what their time on ice is. But I thought they played okay, but they really relied on their top four uh, tonight. And it wasn't just Miro who played well tonight. Essa Lindell had some some excellent defensive plays. There was that one, two on one. It looked like a it looked like a set play at the beginning of that Rangers power play. And it was it was a purpose bounce off the backboard. To the guy to Wedgwood's right, and it was a perfect opportunity for him to pass it to the guy on Wedgwood's left. And Esso was able to get his stick in there just in time to break that up. Uh Suter. Suter was excellent tonight. He had normally he has some some uh some bad pinches in the offensive zone, but there was a lot of good pinches from him tonight and some good defensive plays. Um Hawk and Paw throwing the body around a little bit and had some good plays. So all four of those guys in the top four, I thought, played excellent tonight. I'm going to play the fan favorite. Suter had a pretty bad turnover. I think it was on the second goal where he just he had time, space, and chucked it to the corner of the defensive zone, and they had a guy there. So I'll I'll, I'll throw a bone to the fans there. The, okay, the, the, bottom... the, second, the second goal was a fluke, and he was trying but to get the puck. He threw no, it right at the right was... player. It was a, it, it, he was right there to make the play and it happened to bounce off his stick just no, no, no. before that, behind before that, I know, before but that. still he was trying to make up for it and he made the right play. So I, the first play I, was not the right play. He threw it right at the Rangers player. That was stupid. And, and then he made the space, He needs to make a better play. And then he made the right play on the second play and it just and happened to fit. bounce off his stick behind him. Okay. Moving on. He screwed up the first time, failed the second time. 
Okay. The, the bottom two guys, <laughs> Hanley had 12 minutes. Lundqvist had 1325. Uh, I, I get wanting to hide Hanley. I agree with you. He's playing very well. I, I feel like, so I don't think he really needs to be hit all that much. I, I still don't understand hiding Lundqvist as much. If he's gonna, if he's gonna screw up, like let him screw up. I feel like I don't like Lundqvist being shut down. He needs to play more. If he's gonna make mistakes. He needs to screw up. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I honestly thought Lundqvist played well tonight. I really did. I did too. And he's not given enough time to screw up and learn from it. If we're trying to develop in the in the NHL, develop him. He's he's been good this year, and a lot of the times he's been unnoticeable which is for a defenseman who's trying to learn the game in the NHL. Great. So that's, that's absolutely a good thing that, uh, that he's unnoticeable sometimes. So uh, Connor Ryan's silence was golden. I thought it was me. That's why, that's why I just froze. I didn't, I just figured it was like, Oh crap. We are both having technical difficulties. My goodness. I know. I'm really gonna have to edit this episode tonight. Good Sucks. Luck. Okay. Um, and I think we need to talk about, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. My biggest winner of the night, Scott Wedgwood. Scott Wedgwood was, he, he he made some huge saves. He made some huge saves. Saves that, and no offense to Otter, but saves that Otter did not make in the game against Colorado. And Wedgwood came out and played excellent. Uh, just, especially when the Stars were down and it looked like that the game might get out of hand for a second when they were down 2 nothing. And even two at two one, he made some huge stops. And I mean, he was just a he was a, he's a solid backup goalie, absolutely solid. Yep, definitely kept us in it for sure. In the first period, they had a couple of good chances that he kept away. And like you said, after the bin goal, for whatever reason, the Rangers had a good response at the end of the second. They had a good couple of good chances, and he kept us right there and allowed us to come back in this game. I will say he makes it look a lot flashier than Otter does though. <laughs> the play style is extremely yes. different. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we got anything else about the game? Cause we got a couple more things we got to talk about. I'm good. Okay. So two more things to talk about. Uh, first things first, Thomas Harley, uh, Thomas Harley seems like he is close uh, he was at practice today, but he obviously did not play tonight. So I'm assuming he's going to be back in the lineup uh, against the Golden Knights on Wednesday. That would be my guess. So I'm I'm not quite sure what's keeping him out. Um, it, it's not a concussion because they've already kind of kind of taken that out. But um, probably the massive cut in his face, if I had to guess. <laughs> maybe he just can't see out of his his right eye. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. So it's it's a good thing that Hanley is playing well because that allows Harley to get some extra time to get it back to 100%. You don't have to feel like you have to rush him to get him back in. So, I mean, may, maybe he won't play Wednesday because Hanley is playing decent enough. Yep. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hero, see. Hanley. Okay. And then uh, obviously the, the, the biggest news of the, of the night, we got we to gotta talk about it in the, in the fact that Mike Madonna is going to be immortalized in the words of Jeff K., with a statue right next to Dirk Nowitzki on PNC Plaza at the American Airlines Center. So that that's such a cool thing. Absolutely, 100% deserves it. And, you know, it's hard to get a statue at an American Airlines Center unless you've won a championship. So, I mean, 
just you like don't. Dirk. There's only one statue at American yeah. Airlines Center. And that's what I like. You need to have that level of, what would you say, uh, scrutiny. I mean, it's got to be the best of the best. You can't just be in the Hall of Fame. You can't just have your number in the rafters. You have to have made the team. And both of those guys did exactly that. I mean, when the Dirk statue went up, you knew the Madonna statue was coming. It was just a matter of time. And now it's there. Both those guys made the franchises what they are today. Now, what I would love to know, and y'all can go on Discord to answer this question. We'll put this question up after this episode. But what picture is it going to be of? The statue? That's gonna. That's a really interesting question. And he answered the question during the uh, Razor interview during the second intermission. He said, late 90s, early 2000s, which, like, okay, duh. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that was the golden age of Dallas Stars hockey, as of now, at least, un- unless this team happens to win a Stanley Cup uh, this year. But, I mean, is there one moment in your mind that you can think of that is going to be, like, the statue uh, yeah, the greatest picture of someone lifting the Stanley Cup ever. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be Madonna lifting the Stanley Cup, crying his eyes out. Yes, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing if we could get that going. So, anyways, uh, biggest winner, biggest loser. I kind of gave my biggest winner already uh, to Wed- Wedgwood, but uh, you want to do your biggest winner? Give mine to the guy we didn't really talk about tonight, but he was probably the most clutch once again, just Mr. Clutch, Joe Pavelski. Primary assist on the Jamie Benn goal, scores the game tying goal. He's always there when you need a timely goal. Every ever since he's joined Dallas, even his first year when he wasn't playing that great, he was always there when you needed a goal. Fantastic. Mr. Clutch, Joe Pavelski. Did we mention he's 39 years old? And did we also mention he's making $3.5 million? <laughs> against well, the now he's making 4.5. Yes. He got okay, his 10-game bonus. <laughs> yes, but like that... That gets attached to next season. Like, who cares? So that, that's that's for next season's problem to worry about. But still, uh, the and, and you know one more one more player I, I didn't mention him. Uh, and Dad's getting on to me for it. Well, not really getting on to me, but Marchment did play well tonight. And you know we didn't even talk about it, but the the three two goal. Uh, I don't see what the ref saw at all. I mean, there's no way that that was goalie interference at all yeah the ref's thinking too hard about that one and maybe it was just because of the the angle that the ref was at because in his defense he was behind the goal line and like for, uh, towards sir sturkin's back left so he didn't really see that the puck was obviously there and it was open you could clearly see it uh it, i mean and it was it was in the crease where and marchman didn't even hit his pad and he like and then when he did hit the puck like Shosturkin didn't move at all. It's not like he moved backward and got shoved back in the goal or anything. It was obviously there. He didn't cover it. Marchman was like, "Okay, thank you." Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. The main thing I can get how the ref didn't see it. Like you said, he was behind, didn't see the puck at all. Not for sure. Understood. How do the other refs? How do they come together and decide it's still not a goal? That that's the fishy part for me. But I'm glad we got coach's challenge. It got <laughs> correct. Well, the maybe the ref did it just so that it would go to re- a review. I don't know. It was going I, to I, review I either way. But was... either way, yeah, I, I just I, I thought it was silly that we had to use our coach's challenge. For a split second, I was just like, oh, no. We're, we're really going to lose another coach's challenge, and we're going to go to the uh, penalty kill. With, 
Well, I guess at that point we had like 30 seconds left on the power play. So it would have been four and four, but still, still. Um, anyways, um, anything else you can think of that we haven't talked about? Uh, no, I'm good. I think. Yeah. Go hockey. You got another game against a really good team coming up here in a minute. You got that pulled up in front of you, Ryan Wednesday against the Vegas golden Knights at eight 30. So rematch. And everyone's asking, why is it starting at eight 30? It's because it's Wednesday night hockey. There, it's it's a TNT on the big national channel. broadcast. Yeah, so this is going to be a very big game for the Stars. I'm I'm gonna bet that Otter's going to be back in net. Um, they need to get some revenge for the last game. So, oh, Dad's right. We didn't do biggest losers. Oh uh, well, uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, what do you think? What do you think about that game? Do, do you think it's going to be close? Do you think someone's going to blow the other out? What do you think? I think it's going to be a good game. I'm excited. I am too. This was a good game, by the way, tonight. It was a good game by the Stars. So, okay. Anyways, uh, like Dad said, biggest losers. Jason Robertson? First time ever? Yeah. I'm going to give mine to Jason Robertson as well, just because, I I mean, he's just non-existent. He gets demoted to the third line to try and get him going, and instead... Jamie Ben kind of runs with it and he gets rewarded tonight for his play. So do we see him go back on the top line on Wednesday? Uh probably not. I don't un- think so. Until it stops working. I think I think Ben has a short leash on the top line. As soon as that stops working, you go back. But until then. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I, I mean, I just don't I don't see it. So okay. All right, well, we will be back with you guys again on Wednesday night around 11.45-ish once the game ends, or maybe 10 10.30, sorry, 11.15. I had to think That's about that hard. for a second. 11.15-ish, something like that on Wednesday night. And uh, w- once again, uh, just because we want to make sure, we have switched our weekly longer episodes from Wednesday night to Sunday nights. So we're going to start doing that this upcoming Sunday. And just because it's easier for the schedule, it's a little bit earlier rather than doing it at 10.15 on a Wednesday night, which is crazy. I can't believe we've done that for so long. But So there, there will not be an extended episode on Wednesday, but we will still do the AGR uh, on, uh, on Wednesday as well. So, okay. Along with Chris and by my, I guess I, was, well, I wanted to say with James. James is kind of here. He's, a, he's a over in the chat. So along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. Thanks to sports, uh, sports. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. Sports. Sports. (laughs) And Raycon for being our sponsors. Go and use that promo code THPN. Chris, go ahead and take us out, please. We sent the transplants home sad. GG, boys.